0: Welcome into the Friday MLB Odds Checker video, John Legaza, Drew Martin, we are here to break down tonight's card, also some tidbits towards this weekend MLB betting, John, happy Friday to you buddy,
1: always love working with you. Yes, it is my favorite hour of the entire week, Drew, what is going on? Man, it's been so much fun, this season has been great. I think we swept the board last time, 4-0, and oh, if I'm not incorrect. Looking for a bit more of that. You and I have been a 1 plus 1 equals 3 combination. You know, the yes. sum greater than the parts, man. So I'm just digging it. I love the flow. I love the back and forth. And I'm looking forward to getting to this mega, man, it's a mega slate, right? So it's very important we get selective and take our pitches. Absolutely, yeah. We, we can't be giving too much back. Unfortunately, I lost a couple games this week. But
0: talking about that video, John. We went four 0 zero, one hundred percent. John doing the heavy lifting, three and zero. I went one and zero with a plus price, guys. So uh, thanks for joining us last week. Good numbers on it, and this week we're gonna look to find you some more winners as well. John, talking about tonight's card, we got some good games, full slate of MLB action plus a double header as well. Um, you, are you liking the Red Sox tonight? A little, uh little Red Sox short short favorite here. Are, are yes, the
1: I. You know, it's it's funny, Nick Pavetta. Is, is a my guy, right? We all kind of have those guys. I've been tracking the career. We were waiting for the breakout. And, you know, I, I think we finally got it. And I've been ahead of the curve on this one. Again, we something we talk about often, narratives and biases tend to find their way into gambling. You and I are into context and nuance. Now, one of the things I want to point to is, Season long stats. Nick Pavetta found more than a mile and a half on his fastball. Now, generally, a mile is, you know, we we pay attention. And out of mile and a half is when you start to see real tangible changes. This year, we have just that 37 innings, 319 ERA, the whip at 1 2, the OPS down at 6. Of course, the big problem here has been the walk rate. It is at 15% on the season. That's true. However, it's been a function of the newfound control. I know you're hearing high walks and thinking control. He's been living around the edges, low, in fact, and you're seeing it. The ground ball rate over 40, that hard hit rate at 28, bow rate below 5. Half of a home run per nine. Now, something that really matters, not only is a half a home run per nine something we'd like to you know, to Very have, yeah. it's about a third of what we're used to with Pavetta. So, again, we see a tangible change. Then we see, like, a marked difference, right? He was a home run guy, not any longer. We've talked about X woba in the shift. It hasn't affected him. His expected Woba on contact this year at 369. I was digging into the pitch mixes, as I always kind of tend to do. He's using – it's a fastball and curveball combination that have a perfect mirror but they break in opposite directions so it's been a deceptive element that's added to him only two home runs year to date we've seen him eclipse the 100 pitch mark man it's been really good and to be honest those angels are scuffling a bit at the plate so I think now might be the time to get him I'm loving the f5 play here for sure I think we you know I think we cover it and I'm almost needless to say the Red Sox offense is very, very good and they're in a good environment. So the Red Sox, right? The Red Sox are a four-run team almost any time, any day. Canning has been hiccuping a bit. I think all this all the kind of I think the table is set for Boston to clear that half run through five. And I think we're cash this one early. Two things I want to
0: throw out, John, because uh, I got to add something. We're seeing a Yankees hat saying, like in the Red Sox, you don't see that every day. So that's how one reason you know it's good. But, but two things here, John. <laughs> uh, for sports betting, you know, we talked about um, some of the best ways to win at sports betting last week. Now this week, here's another one you just talked about. Finding change in Pavetta. And then using that change towards your advantage and the home rates in in suppression right now with them, you want to ride that trend. Plus the fact I want to throw something else out here with the Angels and you're looking to fade away on it. You'll you'll see the Angels lineup. Yes, Mike Trout, the big names are there. But the fact is they got a lot of guys not playing in the correct position. You know what they played in high school, college, coming up through the minors, and and it's showing their air rate is higher. They're not
1: playing good defense, and I like betting against that, John. Yeah, we we also saw that with uh, Suarez on the Reds. You you cannot just plug and play these guys. It's not a video game on, right. on defense. I'm with you 100. And again, Drew, you always tend to add one thing that's not just sharp. That's. That's super sharp, buddy. It really is. That's a super. That's a super sharp take because you don't really don't hear that elsewhere. Errors, defensive metrics are not sexy. They're not popular, and it matters. And yeah, the Angels right now. I think they're a good team, and I do think, like as the season goes, I think they will gel. You know, Otani is really just a fresh part of that team. Really, right? He's always in and out. I think they're going to be fine getting Rodan, um, Rendon back eventually. But right now, I think the time is right to get to get at the Angels. I'm really feeling the Boston bet today. Sure, John, and, and that's actually something that we can use on kind of faded
0: them now earlier in the season, and as these guys get a little bit more accustomed to each other, that actually might fade away. So this is a kind of a time sensitive angle to take yeah. advantage of with the Angels here this MLB season. Uh, John, another game here: Philadelphia and Toronto. Uh, lining this one up for you, and that's a uh, a boom box down there in Florida that they're
1: able to hit in. So uh, you're liking the over in this one? Yeah, that's that's number one first and foremost is that environment it's almost like a Coors Light. And I'm not quite at where I am with Coors where I don't bother handicapping the pitching at all, and anybody knows that knows that's completely out of character for me. Of course, on cork stats every day I break down every single pitching matchup, and I really try and take it to that next level. Cork is a waste of time. We're almost there with the need in it. Really, is a bandbox. So I know people following my work know I've come away from overs just in general. I think people have blindly gone with overs as being the default. That is not the case anymore. That also doesn't mean runs are not scored on bad pitching, and that's where you know I'm going today. So we have. Vinny V, first of all, I've been taking my kids to Disneyland, beating up on Vinny V for the past couple of years. He's been a right the last two times out. I usually think of that, uh, Drew, you know, you've got the stock stuff in the background coming from... Wall Street, one of my things is trend indication and not being fooled, always kind of getting whipsawed, right? If you always chase things going up, you're going to you're gonna whipsaw is when that heads down. So then you head down, but it heads up. Why? Because things naturally oscillate. So where we say buy the dip, the inverse of that, Drew, is we're going to sell the rip, okay? That means we want to short the top. Right now, Vinny V is at a top. Listen, people, I, I mean, it just going back three years, the fly ball rate over 42, hard hit rate over 40, double-digit bow rate equals what? More than two home runs per nine. Each of the last three seasons, he's had an expected woba on contact above 400. He never, ever controls the fastball. And even this year, he has a 15% walk rate with more than two home runs per nine. All the things, you know, all those kind of attack metrics I talk about on my podcast that we want to go after. So that's one side of it. The flip side of that coin is Toronto is excellent, one of the best in the business right now. Then, if you look at Steven Matz, here's another good one with reversion and continuation, Drew. We saw the first three games started from Stephen Matz, and all of a sudden everyone was writing his tickets to Cooperstown and filling out those Cy Young Award winner votes. However, I was busting it down. The mix, the mix didn't change. The velocity didn't change. The attack plan didn't change. The control didn't change. And what did we see? Just a return to what we thought he'd be, and th- at least three earned runs in each of the last four. And again, more good offense here. You know, Phillies also turning it on as of late. They have struggled on the season, Drew, with striking out. The season-long rate over twenty-seven percent. That's out of character for them. The walk rate below eight, yeah. also out of character. When we zoom in on the last seven, those numbers have corrected to below 24 and then over nine. And what I'm getting at is generally disciplinary um shifts are what I look for to pretend production on the horizon, basically. Meaning we know we have pr- we know we have skill. I mean, we know we have skill. It's Harper, it's Real Muto. Those boys <laughs> can swing. It's Cup, Dora oh, yeah. is back. Those boys can hit. Okay, we know that. But they were having trouble. You know, listen, strikeouts beget strikeouts beget chasing. But what's happening? We're seeing that correct. Those fundamental approaches, that's correcting. Like the hitting is contagious. So is discipline. The Phillies right now are taking off. So I love, you know, I love both offenses. I have a problem with both of the pitchers. I think they're being kind of bought up. And then, you know, the bullpens have been struggling. Toronto's ERA last seven is over six. So, I think we're going to get it early. I think we're going to get it late. I love the environment. Yeah, this one this one, I'm going against my grain for. I'm going over. And I did mention this last week. I found MGM allows you to bet progressively all the way up. Uh-uh. So I, you might want to build. We've talked about, right? You were just talking about how to make money in sports betting. One of the good ways is when you identify a smash spot to open up the door for a big profit windfall. So what we're going to do is we, we never overextend ourselves, right, Drew? We come from Wall yeah. Street. We're professionals. We never overlever. But what we can do is take a percentage of the R we were going to bet, and then divvy that on those higher payouts, those progressive payouts, where you know we're going to get our even money on the nine to nine and a half. But we want to take fifteen percent of the R and put it on over eleven or over twelve because if this one falls off the rails, we might hit a plus six fifty, a plus seven fifty, and get three quarters of a unit on one tenth of a unit. And right, he's doing the finger rub it, and that's what Johnny Manziel. Ching, right? That's what it's all about, Drew. So I I got this one marked as an over, but also with the back door to pay off the progressive jackpot.
0: John, I like it. I really do, man. And, uh, you know, you're taking advantage of the volatility with that extra stuff. You know, the Vega for options traders out there might be familiar with. Also, guys, when I was introducing it, you know, Philadelphia, Toronto, if you're just kind of a casual uh, baseball fan, they are playing in in the, in Florida in their minor league site, which has been a bandbox yeah. uh, for runs. So that's uh, speaking towards John liking the over in the Philadelphia Phillies, Toronto tonight. Guys, wanted to throw out a game here. I like two of them on tonight's card. Oakland in Minnesota, this is the first one up, 8.10 Eastern start here. We got 8.5 being the total. Oakland was minus 105 pick'em price. As we're kind of recording this now, I'm seeing minus 112. It's been bought up a little bit. I agree with the move. Montez on the hill for the A's. A guy throwing 96, 97 miles per hour, going to come after hitters here and in each of his last three starts three earned runs or less you know Montez in the past has kind of been talk about volatility here just him as a pitcher has been up and down In the last three he's been a little bit more consistent here but even more so guys on the other side of it the Minnesota Twins starting pitcher Shoemaker he's fade city for me last time out versus the Oakland A's 3.1 innings five earned runs and four walks don't like that stat line. I love to go off of how the lineups did in the prior performance against the starting pitcher and this one pointing towards the A's, really doing doing work here, putting up some crooked numbers. And on top of that, guys, shoemaker his full season stats, 19 strikeouts, only 10 in, in 10 walks. That's a 19 to 10 strikeout to walk ratio. That's awful for a major league pitcher. Add on to that fact, he's faced the Detroit Tigers lineup twice. Pittsburgh, Kansas City and Seattle. That's not exactly Murderer's Row here. So I think Oakland gets after him, uh picks themselves off from that loss last night to Boston and uh the Oakland A's at minus 112, one of my best bets here, John.
1: Yeah, no, I really like I really like to play. I think Oakland probably runs away with this one. I just struggled cuz I love Montas so much. And he's taking the steps back. So I think sometimes yeah. this has probably been my own blind spot. Sometimes I look for the matchup to be perfect, where it doesn't have to be perfect. You lined up, you lined it all up. Oakland looks really good right now. Shoemaker, man, he's, he's struggling. And the one thing I wanted to point out, the same way we look for velocity increases, his entire arsenal is down more than a mile per hour, not to mention he crossed that 34-year-old threshold, generally where we see pitchers begin to revert. I think it's over. I think Schumacher, I think this is it. I think this is it for him. I think we're going to get a couple more blow-ups, and you'll probably see him on the midnight train to Tuscaloosa, and then that'll be a wrap for him. The thing with Montas, and I, I do like Montas, my problem has been, if you ever listen to the Yankee broadcast and Michael Kay, who just recently followed, I hope he's listening to Cork Stats, you know, it wouldn't hurt him. They're trying to learn about advanced stats. The thing with Montas has just been after that, that injury, we're seeing some of these stats that I really like to focus on spin the other way, right? So his line drive rate going back to 2020 is over 23. That's generally something I worry about. Anytime it's over 21, the bow rate is in the double digits. The home run rate over one and a half per nine. So again, I always draw up these elevation baskets. That's been an issue, but we have seen the ball be a bit heavier. So when you hear about the fly balls, they're not as it's not as much of a detriment as it used to be. My problem has been the sinker and the bad fastball location, things that Montas was so good at because of you mentioned that A1 elite velocity. So my thing is with Montas, I never know when I'm going to get it. You mentioned him. He had a couple games in there. He went six, gave up one. He went six, gave up none, and he looked absolutely unhittable. And then you'll get a couple games, the last four times out, 21 innings, 14 earned runs because he had the one blow up. But they've also let him go 105 pitches. So there is a lot of good. There is there is some bad. I don't want to make it sound – again, I get myself into, into trouble sometimes building these con arguments, you know, arguments against. But it not the point of it not being that he's terrible, right? It's almost like, but John just threw right, 25 anti-stats. It's just to show you the doubt. So I do like Montas. I think he'd have to be sharp. Again, Minnesota is swinging a hot stick right now. They have struggled – In zone, that's something Minnesota is kind of known for. They chase too much, one of the worst chase rates in the league. And last seven, they have maybe a bottom three in zone contact rate. So if we're doing comparative analysis, Drew, that does lean itself to Montas because he can be filthy in the zone. But again, you know, the hot twin offense, I'm backed up on this one. I'm going to be rooting for you. I think it's good. I think I'm just right on the outside of that bubble looking in, though. But I'm going to be cheering you on. I'll be cheering on the green and yellow.
0: John, guys, there, guys, follow him on Twitter at FTNBets and check out his podcast, Cork Stats Podcast. A lot of good info, advanced analytics, and obviously he knows what he's talking about from a baseball perspective and entertaining as well. So you want to give him a follow there, give him a listen on the podcast. John, you you, you got one more play here. Uh, looks like with uh, Tampa Bay Rays, you're going down to the trop here for your last best bet.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think there, there's. A little lesson here for people that you and I were also talking about, and it's about uh, being malleable. And myself, man, two years ago, I really had never even heard of an F5 bet. It wasn't something I was thinking about. Now, fast forward to this year, we have the extra inning rules, things I've talked about, and we have a lot of imploding bullpens where you know, I'm in the business of probabilities, so I try and remove variables, bullpens probably being the wonkiest of them all. So as I've kind of ventured into this F5 play, there's the reason why. I want to give you something else for people. Now, DraftKings Sportsbook, one of the most prominent casinos out there right now, one of the most prominent books, they've actually eliminated the F5 run line bet. So something that Drew and I make a lot of money on, we're seeing books get rid of. Now, last I checked, casinos do not get rid of bets that the people are 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 losing on, right? That's, yeah, that's there's, a lot, there's a
0: lot of a, a slot machines out there in casinos last time I checked, John. Yeah,
1: exactly. right, right. <laughs> Exactamente, Juvenile, Simpatico as always. But what we're getting to is this, people. When you start to hear that the casino is removing bets, that's exactly where we want to put our our focus. And that's where I'm going to look here. So generally, the run line, the spread on five innings is a half a run. So the favorite has to be ahead by one. Or the underdog can cash in a tie. Both things we love. The thing here is when we talk about great disparities in the starting pitchers, one run is not that big of a deal, so that's why DraftKing has removed it because the favorite bets have been killing on this one. And you know me, Drew, I really don't like to pay juice, I yeah. also generally cap it at 120. So this is a max juice play for me, but again, some caps are out there giving a uh, buck 60 plays, which I would never do. So what I'm looking at is the Tampa Bay to cover that half run line in the first five against the Mets, and the reason being. Tyler Glasnow is right behind Garrett Cole for me for the Cy Young and the AL. And again, something that people in projection systems miss on are tangible changes that, uh, you know, shift trajectories. Uh, Glasnow was hearing a lot of guff about only being a two-pitch guy. He went out and not just got like a third pitch. He got a wipeout third pitch. Yeah. A ridiculously good slider since then. 49 innings, 237 ERA, .89 whip, OPS at 525. That is in like the 99th percentile. 75 strikeouts in 49 innings to only 19 walks. Why is that important, Drew? The hangups for him were the control and the home runs. Neither of those are an issue anymore. People also complained about distance. Well, he's gone six innings or more in six of eight, 10 Ks or more in four of eight, and he's eclipsed 100 pitches three times. So this is ace material. This is ace material, and some books out there have not moved the Cy Young play yet for Tyler Glass now. I understand Garrett Cole is the favorite, and he's been ridiculous, but this is still baseball, and unfortunately, there's probably like a 35% chance that Garrett Cole doesn't finish the season just because, right? He's not injured. I don't know anything just because. I didn't, it's just I didn't the way him. it
0: goes, yeah. I
1: didn't see him limping around Midtown just now. I didn't see him. You know, <laughs> it's just right. It's, it's what it is. And that's why you always want to be careful and never bet the farm on a futures bet because part of it is not just production, is sustainability. Right. So the market, I think, I, I, people, bet on these F5 run lines before your book gets rid of them too because I, I just don't see – Peterson who's been okay but he's been very wonky and the Rays if you weren't looking they I know they've been bad but remember you can't expect talent to stay on the mat all the time Austin Meadows and Randy the macho Man and Rosa Rena both went y- a yard yesterday those are the things I like to look for yeah swinging stars, a hard right and when stars start to hit that's another good way to indicate trend change, right? That's the mm-hmm. that's the bravado. That's the subjective part. That's the stuff that you're not gonna see a column for on fangrefs or savant. But trust me, people, it matters. When the leadoff guys when the top in the top three or four are taking more pitches and start hitting home runs, that Subsequent effect finds its way all the way through the back of the lineup. So the Mets are not hitting. Tampa Bay has scuffled, but I think we're looking good. Give me Gla- Glass; just unhittable right now. He's even even for minus one uh, for for the half run line. Minus one twenty is entirely too cheap. I, I print the numbers out. Mine this should be one fifty five or greater. for Okay, on my metrics, yeah.
0: And John, j- just to recap, there that's the Tampa Bay Rays minus the half of run line on the correct. first five innings, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So the Rays in the drop, home team as well. In the bottom of the fifth, you always got that uh, last three. I outs. love the Yeah.
1: Like, it's good to like, make no it my wife cannot figure out why I, I go nuts in the fifth inning and don't care about the ninth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sports bettors, uh, at least baseball bettors, can uh, relate. And guys, I got one more here. It's the nightcap uh, for tonight. Last game on the card 10 10 Eastern, 7 10 Pacific here. The team formerly known as the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins, here at the L.A. Dodgers. Dodgers, as high as minus 230 we're seeing out there in the marketplace right now. That is a pretty price tag. Now, granted, the Dodgers are good. Defending world champions, I get it here. Total of seven, though. We get a low total. Pitchers ballpark, West Coast at night. Always interested in the underdog at a huge plus price with that recipe happening. Add on the fact here. We were just talking about Cy Young's sleepers here, John. How about Sandy Alcantara in the National League? Don't look at his win-loss, 1-2, and not pretty. ERA, 2.7 ERA, last time out, seven innings, one earned run. This guy's coming after you, 25-year-old Dominican, throwing triple digits, 100 miles per hour as a starting pitcher. Watch out for that. And we're giving him plus 185 in the first five innings. Sign me up for that. I know Clayton Kershaw. Look, I'll be the first to tell you. A Hall of Fame. He will be in the MLB Hall of Fame. Let's just put it that way. And I actually think the better pitcher tonight is Sandy Alcantara with a plus 185 price tag against them. I know we don't got the better lineup here, John, but give me that extra big plus price. I mean, the market's pricing this at the Dodgers winning this 70% of the time. I don't know if I like that with Sandy Alcantara. In fact, I personally don't. I bet on the Miami Marlins plus 185 in the first five innings, John.
1: I'm with you 100%, but let me let me show you my conservative stripe, right, because I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. I know, don't let the tough guy act fool you. I'm, I'm a pussycat, really, at heart. And I'm, it's everything you said, except I'm going to take the F5 plus half run, that same run line I mentioned before, but to the plus side because of the Marlins offense you mentioned. Yeah. So I'm going to just take the backdoor because I could still get plus money, so I've got that one at plus 115. I'm going to take the cash on the tie, although – Listen, any day, the Marlins can get Kershaw for one, right? These are all pro players. Oh, exactly, These are yeah. human I think people lose that sometimes. forgetting The Marlins can't beat Kershaw. We don't have to beat Kershaw. We have to be ahead two to one after five. That's totally in the cards for us. Alcantara mm-hmm. is a beast. He's got four-plus pitches. He throws them all to both-handed pitchers. I love it all day. 185 is so juicy, Drew, that I may even do, like I said before, I'm, I may split my bet into two pieces and just – make sure they hit if they go ahead but i also want to make sure i take some cash them if they play through 5 for a tie i
0: like it john all right guys there's the there's the breakdown uh also remember the cork stats uh podcast here john on twitter at ftn bets i'm on twitter at drew martin bets feel free to give us a follow leave a comment below um
1: john is there anything else you wanted to throw out before we shut this down no, that's it. Just if you're if you're digging my style, plus 115 EV off the crack of the bat, I covered all 14 games today, tonight on the podcast this morning. So if you want to hear more fast talking and lots of X stats, but again, it's more than that. You know, I, I dig into all the mixes and tangible changes, velocity shifts, attack plans, and really a lot of stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else. So if you're into the details, check out the Cork Stats pod. Other than that, Drew, love seeing you, man. Can't wait for next week, bro.
0: Absolutely. Each and every Friday, guys, uh, huge shout out to odds checker. A lot of good MLB betting content, a lot of good sports betting content yep. overall. Check it out. oddschecker.com. for John. I am drew guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Friday.